And yes, oh, come to us, abide with us, our God, Emmanuel. It's my pleasure once again to welcome you to day 14 of Luke December Challenge 2022. And today we have the pleasure of uh, having our dear, dear daughter, Falashikavi Ogutokun, read uh, Luke chapter 14 for day 14 of Luke December Challenge 2022. I will still have a few chapters left on field, so if you want to read, please do let us know. If you have any of your children uh, who can also read very well, please let us know and it will be a pleasure to have them uh, read as well. Uh, so, for Kemi, reading Luke 14 for Luke for day 14 of Luke December Challenge 2022. Thank you. Good day, everybody. My name is Falashikami Oguntokun, and I'm here to read Luke chapter 14 from the Good News Bible. I read, One Sabbath, Jesus went to eat a meal at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and people were watching Jesus closely. A man whose legs and arms were swollen came to Jesus and just asked the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, does our law allow healing on the Sabbath or not? But they would not say anything. Jesus took the man, healed him, and sent him away. Then he said to them, If any one of you had a son or an ox that happened to fall in a well on a Sabbath, would you not pull them out at once on the Sabbath itself? But they were not able to answer him about this. Humility and hospitality. Jesus noticed how some of the guests were choosing the best places, so he told this parable to all of them. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the blessed place. It could happen that someone more important than you has been invited, and your host who invited both of you would have to come and say to you, let him have this place, then you will be embarrassed and have to sit in the lowest place. Instead, when you are invited, and have to sit in the lowest place, so that your host will come to you and say, Come up, my friend, to a better place. This will bring you honor in the presence of all the other guests, for all those who make themselves great will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be made great. Then just said to his host, When you gave a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors, for they will invite you back. And in this way, you will be paid for what you did. When you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. And you will be blessed because they are not able to pay you back. God will repay you on the day the good people rise from death. The Parable of the Great Feast When one of the men sitting at the table heard this, he said to Jesus, How happy are those who will sit down at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus said to him, there was once a man who was given a great feast to which he invited many people. When it was time for the feast, he sent his servants to tell his guests, Come, everything is ready. But they all began, one after the other, to make excuses. The first one told the servant, I have bought a field. I must go and look at it. Please accept my apologies. Another one said, I have bought five pairs of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please accept my apologies. Another one said, I have just got married, and for that reason, I cannot come. The servant went back and told all this to his master. The master was furious and said to his servant, Hurry out to the streets and alleys of the town and bring the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. 
Soon the servant said, Your order has been carried out, sir, but there is room for more. So the master said to the servant, Go out to the country roads and lanes and make people come in so that my house will be full. I tell you all that none of those who were invited will taste my dinner. The Cost of Being a Disciple Once when large crowds of people were going along with Jesus, he turned and said to them, Those who come to me cannot be my disciples unless they love me more than they love father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and themselves as well. Those who do not carry their own cross and come after me cannot be my disciples. If one of you is planning to build a tower, you sit down first and work out what it will cost to see if you have money to finish the job. If you don't, you will not be able to finish the tower after laying the foundation, and all will see what happened will laugh at you. This man began to build, but can't finish the job, they will say. If a king goes out 10,000 men to fight another king who comes against him with 20,000 men, he will sit down first and decide if he is strong enough to face that other king. If he isn't, he will send messengers to meet the other king to ask for terms of peace while he is still a long way off. In the same way, concluded Jesus, none of you can be my disciple unless you give up everything you have. Worthless salt. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, there is no way to make it salty again. It is no good for the soul or for the manual heap. It is thrown away. Listen then, if you have ears. This is the word of the Lord. And yes, thank you very much for watching me for reading Luke 14 for day 14 of Luke December challenge 2022 and now let's go on a treasure hunt this is what we do every evening after reading uh, a, a chapter in the book of luke we then go on a treasure hunt if you have identified treasures other than the ones we are sharing tonight uh, please do let us know the first treasure from us uh, this evening is one that we have mentioned before uh, in this year's edition of luke december challenge and it is this associate with unbelievers associate with unbelievers to influence them not to be influenced by them to influence them not to conform to their own patterns and we see that although jesus uh, had many disputes with the pharisees he continued to associate with them so much so that we read uh, from luke uh, chapter 14 that he went into the house of one of the rulers of the pharisees to eat bread to eat bread so uh, we have to associate with those who don't believe not because we uh, we want to be like them or we want to copy the example, but because we want to influence them. That was the reason why Jesus associated with them. And we also read from that chapter that they watched him closely. They watched him closely. I read a commentary on this and it says, uh, the fact that Jesus was in the house of one of the Pharisees and they watched him closely, it tells us that the world is watching us. The world is watching us. So whenever we go into the world, we cannot choose our friends. We cannot choose, maybe we can choose our friends, but we cannot choose your business partners. You may not be able to choose your neighbors. You may not be able to choose uh, your uh, your fellow passengers in a bus or, or in an airplane. But what you can do, if you can't choose them, is to, to influence them. It's to influence them uh, to the glory of God. And you know what? Uh, the more uh, you associate with people who are unbelievers, the more scrutiny will be will be brought to bear on you. They watched him closely. That's what Luke wrote in Luke chapter 14. And oh, are we not reminded of what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 3? That we are the letters from Jesus that all men read. We are the letters from Jesus uh, that all men read. 
again in Luke 14, we find again, we find again uh, Jesus healing a man on the Sabbath and the Pharisees being angry with that. And you, we must think again, what exactly was the problem of the Pharisees? Uh, did they not want people to get healed? Obviously, uh, what mattered to them more was their rules and their laws. And Jesus flouted their rules and their laws whenever those rules and laws prevented the doing of good. And we must do the same. Let's be careful. Jesus never broke God's commandment. He never broke God's commandment. But Jesus made very clear that the rules of men, the traditions of men, even if they are good, they do not equal to the commands of God. The traditions of men and the rules of men, even the good ones, do not equal uh, to the commandments of God. Jesus made this very clear in Mark 7. They do not equal uh, to the commandments of God. And what is more, the rules of men, the traditions of men, must never, must never prevent the doing of good, of good must never prevent the showing of mercy, must never prevent uh, the equal dispensation of justice. You see, the rules of God will never prevent these things. The commandments of God will never prevent you from doing good, from uh, from doing good, from dispensing mercy, and from uh, from dispensing justice. The rules of God will never do that. But there are some rules of men, although they have good intentions. Uh, when we want to apply them in particular cases, uh, they may lead uh, to the denial of justice. They may uh, they may prevent one from doing good. Jesus, by his example, has taught us that we should never allow the rules of men to prevent us from doing good, from showing mercy, or from dispensing from dispensing justice. Again, in Luke 14, we learn of how the rules of God's kingdom are totally, totally different from the rules of the kingdom of men. In the kingdom of men, people hustle. And I'm, I'm using I'm a Nigerian popular English. Uh, people hustle, meaning that uh, men say to themselves, and by men I mean human beings, say to themselves, look, if you want to be known, if you want to be recognized, then you put yourself in front. Let people see you. I've read many places where people will say, look, people will not know you exist unless you shout it from the rooftop. Jesus is teaching us here that that is not uh, the rule in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, those who want to be lifted up will will humble themselves. They will humble themselves and then God will lift them up. And of course, uh, Apostle Peter made that very clear when he wrote that in due season, God will lift up. God will lift up the humble in due season. In due season, we lift your first Peter 5 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. That he may lift you up in due time. You see, this again leads to, uh, to, to a particular truth that one must settle the truth of determining who is the one who lifts people up. If you think that men, Influential men are the ones who can lift you up in life. Then you know what you do then? Then you are going to also and make sure that those influential men, they see you, they notice you, they like you, right? If you think your promotion lies in the in the in the hands of men, what you do is you want to please those men, you want them to see you, you want to be uh, you want to be seen by them as worthy of promotion. But if you know that promotion comes from God. You know what you do? You are going to follow uh, the law of God as given to us by, by, by Jesus Christ. You do not also for the best places. You just sit at the back. You just sit wherever you find yourself, knowing that knowing that in due time, the Lord himself, he will lift, he will lift you up. And I love all the wonderful parables that our Lord gave here, that our Lord gave here. Don't go and sit uh, in the choice place. Uh, aside from 
appearing aside from that being an indication of pride, it may also embarrass you. That's what Jesus said. It may embarrass you uh, so much so that uh, the uh, the the host may come and say, "Oh, uh, brother, me, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You have to move to to some other place uh, because this place is reserved from somebody." Humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself among men. Don't 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 pretend, but truly be humble and trust uh, the word of Him who has promised to lift up to lift up the humble. And again, in Luke 14, we have this warning, this warning about, about the kingdom of God. You see, those that Christ has called, if we do not honor that call, if we don't honor that call, we are going to find that people will come from elsewhere and become first, and become first in the kingdom of God. The parable of the great feast, the invitations and the excuses. You know, Christ has invited you. You are listening to this because he has invited you. You have heard his voice. And has he been asking you to do one thing or the other? excuses are not allowed in God's kingdom. It is not allowed to say I've married a wife, I need to do this. Uh, I just got a new job, I need to do this. No excuses. The the kingdom work, kingdom work must come first above all else, above all else. And you see many in our generation we find it difficult to understand this, but it is true. Kingdom work must come first above every other thing. No excuses. People will say, well, uh, your work comes first. Yes, your work should 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 be prioritized. You should be diligent at your work. Yes, but you know what? Kingdom work uh, must always be prioritized. Doing good, uh, and it's not about going to church every day. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that kingdom duties, that is uh, the duty to God, the duty to fellow human beings, nothing must come ahead. Nothing must come ahead of that. And again, we have that interesting expression by our Lord. If you read from the New King James Version, it says that if you do not hate, it says if you do not hate your father and your mother and even your own life, then you cannot follow me. Uh, but we have the good news uh, Bible, the one that Flash gave me just read, saying that if you do not love these people, uh, if you love these people more than me, then you cannot follow me. But that's our Lord uh, expressing it in not in no unmistakable unmistakable terms that he must come first. He must come first. He must come first. And this is a message that we need to uh, to proclaim from the rooftops for this culture to hear. Any principle. Any philosophy, any idea, any decision must be judged by whether it glorifies our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Everything, everything, whether that thing comes from your father or your mother or your wife or your husband or your children or the government or the most learned person in this world, you must subject it to the test of whether it glorifies Christ. You must subject to that test of whether it glorifies Christ. And I love what Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 10, right? 2 Corinthians 10, he says we must take captive, right? Every thought, Second Corinthians ten five, it says we must take captive every thought and make it obedient to the will of Christ. We must take captive every thought and make it obedient to the will of Christ. So, uh, any idea, any philosophy, any proposal, any proposition, any any directives, anything whatsoever, whether from your father or your mother, from the people closest to you, or even from your own body. If this body is asking for something that is not approved by Jesus Christ, we say no to it. If my father is asking, my father, thank God, he did not ask for something like that because he was in the Lord. But if a father should ask a Christian for something that Christ would not approve, uh, that Christian should say no. Should say no. If uh, and, and that's the point that, that uh, 
Jesus made in that portion. What should we do? The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience, to the obedience of Christ. And I pray that God will give us the grace to always put in first, to put in first. And you see, it's going to make our life so simple, so simple. And you'll not be confused. There are many people in the culture who are confused today. Uh, whenever there is a new matter, there is a new question in the culture, as they begin to, to debate it and to ask, well, what should we do? Although people of the past did this, what should we do now? But if you are following the uh, the the injunction of Jesus Christ, if you if you love Christ more than every other thing, your life will become so simple. No question will shake you. No new theory will disturb you because you judge everything by whether it glorifies our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or not. That's the only uh, only basis for judging things. And 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 again, we find in Luke fourteen. A reminder to you and me of the cost, the cost of following Jesus Christ. And and, and that sinks uh, with the theme that we just considered, that Christ must come above everything. You must count the cost. That's what Jesus said. You must count the cost. You must count the cost. So much so that you already settled it in your heart, saying, well, Jesus comes first. Count the cost. Once you have counted the cost, and then whatever confronts you, you are able to make your decision and then say, well, it is, it is as my Lord has said it, uh, I must count the cost and I must go forward. Onward go, onward go. Uh, that's what the Christian should say every time that uh, the Christian comes across anything uh, that causes disaffection in, in, in the culture, anything that would make people to think twice, about, make people confused about what path to take. Uh, the Christian must say, well, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? What would glorify Jesus? And then you go ahead Go forward, go onward, and do just that. And do just that. I pray the Lord will interpret His word even more uh, fully into our heart. If you want to add to these treasures that we identified today from Luke 14, please do not hesitate to do so. Just leave us comment on WhatsApp. Tap the WhatsApp widget on the bottom right-hand corner of our page. We'll be glad to read from you. Or leave your comment on any of the forms on our page. God bless you really good. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 9 p.m. for day 15 of Luke December Challenge 2022. Thanks to you for me for reading so beautifully. God bless you really good. Okay, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a fantastic night. After this, we are going to have replace of, of day 13, day 12, day 11, and day 10. God bless you really good. God bless you really good. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you. Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ.